and welcome to this latest episode of our Unsolved Podcast. This month, we're diving into a case from Halloween of 1969 in Oscoda, Michigan. It was October 31st when school acquaintances Patricia Spencer and Pamela Hobley decided to skip part of the school day before heading to the school's homecoming game and later a party with friends. But leaving school is the last time anyone says they saw the two girls alive. And 53 years later, there's no sign of them and few clues about what might have happened. Pamela's sister, Mary Burley, hasn't given up trying to figure out what happened. I recently sat down with her in Oscoda to talk about the case and her efforts to solve it. I was eight. You were just eight years old yes. when this happened. So let's go back to what you remember from October 31st okay, um, of 1969. In, they had the airbase back then, so you had two buses. So I would go on the first bus and Pam would leave and come and take care of me. But she didn't get on the bus. But So I went home and we went trick-or-treating and they were supposed to go to a homecoming game and then a party afterwards. Well, she neither didn't get to any of them. Well, my mom didn't know nothing because we were all out trick-or-treating until mm -hmm. we got home. And then she started making phone calls and then she finally got a hold of Patty's mom, and they said Patty was missing too. And she was making phone calls because Pamela just didn't Didn't do that. Home. She came, she, you know, well, her boyfriend said, uh, my mom called her boyfriend, and her boyfriend said, no, I haven't seen her either. So that's when they started making calls to make sure, you know, then they found out they both were missing, so. And did she go to school with you that morning? Yes. Or, so yep. you guys went to school together we to that school. morning. All four, the, all four of us had went to school that morning, okay. and um, and then, like I said, we went. You know, I got home; she wasn't there, but we went trick or treating, and then then that's when she started making phone calls, and then they found out. So they looked, you know, where the places we would think, and then they made the the police came, and that's when they started making police reports. Were you thinking anything may have been going wrong when she didn't get on the bus with you that night? No, or it was I just, just day, she's not on the bus. She's just not on the bus. I figured she had skipped school before, so. She, so was, well, she was a teenager playing hooky right. at that so point. So I just figured, well, she's she'll be in trouble is yeah. what I <laughs> And then when she didn't get home, that was kind of when your family first started sensing yeah. Yeah, something, something isn't is right wrong. here. Right. Yep. There was, because she was, you know, she knew she better be home to be. <laughs> She had a time and she needed to be there and she wasn't. What do you remember about the next morning, kind of the morning after November 1st? Um, I remember that um, there was police still, they came, they kind of like searched our house, kind of like, and then they, we went out in the forces and like party places that we know that used to be party mm -hmm. places and there was nowhere. There was no sign, there was no phone nothing. call, there was nothing. Nothing. All we knew was that they, the last that was seen is they were walking down River Road. River Road, leaving. Yeah. Is that they near left. the school? or? That's the school, okay. right in front of the school. Yep. And they were, have never, ever been seen since then. And then that day becomes a week. A week. And then it becomes a month. Yeah. And what's and... so sad is um, my mom bought Christmas gifts, Easter gifts. You know, and she just keeps storing them and storing them in the basement. And then one day she went down there and got them all and took it to Salvation Army. 
there there came a point where she she accepted they're yeah. not yeah they're not coming home yeah so I mean that was sad for all of us but but my mom was very very strict especially and then she really got strict after Pam disappeared it was like you know <laughs> she kept a hold of all three of us. But Pamela's family did not stop looking. The years since have given way to plenty of theories and rumors about what happened to the two girls. We have, and uh, Heather Holland is a um, missing person that helps find people. Mm. Um, we have looked at Gordon's Creek, where motorcycle gangs used to be. We've done air bases. We've took down two barns. The police took down one and brought in a cadaver dog. He never told me that they were doing it. I want to be there if she's found. And people say, why would you want to be there? Would you want your loved one raised without someone being there? But then we had a, um, a businessman. He took down another barn for us, and we paid to have a cadaver dog come. Nothing was found. So two barns, Air Force Base, party spots, nothing. Um, Lumberman's Monument, um, anything, we, any tip we would get, we would go look. And the last indication you have that anybody saw them, they were just walking. What do you believe happened to your sister? I believe she was pregnant by an older man, and I believe he killed them. I, he hurt, though, the, well, there was a rumor that they did get in a car, he hit, this guy hit her so, Pam so hard that it, he knew he would have been in trouble, so he had to kill Patty because he seen, she seen what. So, I mean, there's so many rumors. They're at the bottom of Foot Dam. Um, she was pregnant. Um, there's just so many. I mean, and but despite all these rumors, you believe your sister was murdered. Oh yes, I I truly believe she was murdered. The frustrating part for your family is you don't know truly what happened right. and you don't know where she is. Right. That's I had, still have my mom's ashes because when I do find Pam, I'm going to bury him together. But I do know Pam is dead because when my mom died, it took four of us to get her back in bed because I was getting ready to die. She said, I see Pam. So, wow. yeah, so it took four of us to get her back laid down. Mary strongly believes this case can be solved, but admits they face a silent enemy. But suffice it to say, unfortunately, time is not your friend no. in this situation. No, it's not because people are dying right and left. And so I need it solved soon. <laughs> it's time. Yes, it is time. It is a bit cliche to ask, but you know, what would that mean? Well, I could bury her. Um, the hole in my heart would be gone. It, you know, because I'm always, I take pills to keep me calm. I usually have, I take pills to make me go to sleep because I have nightmares. I mean, I can, I've seen them in barns. I've seen them being tortured. I've seen them being raped. I mean, it, you know, it's, so sometimes you do have to stop and take a mental break which I did for, because he had, my husband had cancer, so my focus was on him. So, but yeah, it's, you, you know, you have to take, <laughs> it gets to you. This has been a nightmare you've been living with ever since you were eight years old. Yes, uh, yep.
And, you know, my own aunt told me, why don't I just give it up? You know, I can't. <laughs> I just can't. I mean, and I won't. Mary and her husband still make trips to Oscoda to hang flyers around town and make sure the case is never far from people's minds. We're coming up on how many years now? It'll be 53. 53 years at the end in about a month. Yep. Yep, 53 years and um, she's missed birthday parties, weddings, you know. I got married, I have three children. They have, I have grandchildren. My other sisters both have children and some have grandchildren and she has, you know, she missed it all, so. And, and there's a, there's a lack of fairness in that. Yeah. It doesn't seem fair. No, it isn't fair. It's not fair that, you know, somebody took her away way too soon. I mean, she had potential to do, she was gonna go college and, you know, do stuff and they just snatched her. If you have any information about what happened to Pamela Hobley or Patricia Spencer, please call the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children at 1-800-THE-LOST or the Oscoda Police Department at 989-739-9113. When Pamela disappeared, she was 5 feet 7 inches tall and 110 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. She had a scar on the left side of her mouth and a scar across the bridge of her nose. Patricia was 5 feet 4 inches tall and weighed 125 pounds. She had brown hair and blue eyes. Thank you for listening to this latest installment of our Unsolved Podcast, and special thanks to Joe Busick for help in producing it. Be sure to join us next month as we dive into another Unsolved Mystery from Northern Michigan. For 9 and 10 News, I'm David Lydon.